0: Hey guys, welcome back. Today we are in part three of the Desert to Destiny series and we've looked at the lives of Jesus, Elijah, and today we're gonna look at the book of Ruth. We've seen how their desert experiences show us how to walk through ours. Maybe you feel like you're walking through a desert, a season of disappointment or desolation, just like Naomi felt in today's story, but deserts are testing places that propel us to destiny when we choose obedience. It's been an amazing start to season two. I'm so grateful for your comments, letting me know how much you're loving these episodes. And I wanna make sure that you subscribe so that you don't miss anything that's coming up because this week we're gonna have Kim Dolan Leto. She is the author of Fit, Faith-Inspired Transformation. And we talk about how she felt judged by the world and the church. And in that season, she made her body an idol until she underwent her own body and life transformation. It's a very honest conversation as we look at some of the challenges we're facing right now and how you can write your comeback story in 2021. Then my guest on Friday is Mamika Cooney. She is passionate about empowering and equipping Christian leaders to unlock their personal potential and become the leaders they were born to be. She's from South Africa. and We have such an interesting conversation about her growing up and what is happening in her life now. And she is one of 80 dynamic speakers at the Virtual World Women's Wholeness Summit, March 5th through 7th, founded by Dr. Barbara, who was my guest in last week's episode 53. I'm honored to join this amazing speaker lineup and you can register for free. Just go to my website, angeladenadio.com and click on the 3W Summit button right on the homepage. And today's episode is sponsored by Renee Duncan with A New Now Health, where living the possibilities can come true for you. If you're ready to change your life into a healthy representation, then this is your opportunity. Renee knows what it's like to struggle being unhealthy, and how disappointing it can be to our daily life. She has helped others reach a healthier weight and life approach. As your personal coach, Renee invites you to share your story and helps you reach a healthier lifestyle through proven methods to bring a transformation in your whole health. I've personally worked with Renee, and she's an inspiring coach. You can contact her today at a new now HEALTH, which is A-N-E-U-E, NOW HEALTH. Email her to set up an appointment and find out how you can use micro habits of change to bring macro impact for life. Well, let's dig into today's episode, Turning Deserts into Destiny. So one of my favorite places in the entire world is Ruaha National Game Reserve. If you don't know, I've been to Africa nearly 20 times I founded Voice of the Voiceless to help empower rural pastors' wives. And after we've done usually a week or 10 days of pretty intense ministry, we get a day or two of some R&R. And so I was in Tanzania, and I was first introduced to Rwaha at my first trip there. It is well off the beaten path, and our itinerary required that we drive a bus for several days across the border from Malawi into Tanzania and hundreds of miles down, quote, The road that never ends. Literally, there is a sign. So after four days in an unair conditioned bus, we finally arrived within the park. Logistical problems put us there, however, hours later than our planned arrival time. And as we careened down the dusty, unmarked roads, I watched the sun begin to set over the African plain. We were now traveling through the habitat of Africa's wildest animals, including lions, baboons, and elephants, in the dark. On top of that, our Warnhout bus was barreling over roads designed for four-by-four vehicles, and before long, yep, the inevitable happened. We hit something, I don't know if it was a pothole, a ditch, deep ruts in the road, and the bus began to tip. It was on my side, and as we pulled with all of our might the opposite direction, black smoke began to fill the African air beside my window. We were now stuck, in the dark, on a game drive, with lions. Yes, I cannot make these stories up. We waited in the bus for the 4 by 4s from camp to come out and rescue us and I'm thinking what on earth can be worth all that? Well how about this? We enjoyed a sumptuous buffet dinner lit by lanterns. The guides walked us to our thatched roof tents by flashlight and we were zipped in for the night. The next morning we walked to breakfast and noticed elephant tracks in the sand We ventured out on our first game drive, and I witnessed some of the most breathtaking scenery and amazing wildlife in the world. Surrounded by a herd of elephants, zebras, and a pride of lions, the beauty of Araha crowded out the smell of the black smoke and the fear of the dark and the frustration of the days in a hot, rickety bus. I discovered unexpected beauty and tranquility and peace deep within the bush of Africa. Well, perhaps sleeping in a tent surrounded by elephants and lions isn't your idea of a dream holiday. I know I'm an adventure junkie. Perhaps you will never visit Ruaha National Park. I have gone back a couple more times since then, guys, in case you're wondering. I just can't get enough. However, we will all visit a place I call the Land of Un. You may have heard of the land of Oz and the Yellow Brick Road, but this is a journey to the land of Un and the Broken Road. You may have never heard of it, but I bet you're familiar with some of its most famous towns. And for some of us, it might feel like the road that never ends. But I want to tell you, don't give up wherever you are in this journey. Perhaps you're traveling through towns called unfulfilled, unexpected, unknown, uncharted, unprepared or undone, unhappy, uninvited. Sometimes we feel like life is leading us on a journey down this broken road filled with potholes and black smoke and pitch darkness. And these are the seasons that we find ourselves careening through the land of un, where life's uninvited moments can catch us unaware, take an unexpected turn, and leave us undone. It's that routine doctor exam that becomes six months of chemotherapy. It's a child that you've poured your life into that turns their back on God. It's a husband of 15 years who utters the devastating words, I don't love you anymore. However, we can find beauty in the broken road. We can find that God will turn our deserts into destiny when we invite God into our uninvited moments. With Naomi and Ruth as our travel guides, we will see that God can turn even brokenness, into blessing. Our map is the book of Ruth, and if you are listening and you have your Bible near you, you might want to turn there. We meet Naomi and Ruth at a time in Israel's history when the judge is ruled. We find that Israel is sinking into moral degradation, oppression, and they're facing terrible famine. So to survive, Naomi and her husband and her two sons leave Judah, and they move to Moab. They're foreigners in this town. And not long after they arrive, her husband dies, and she is left with her two sons. Talk about a desert of desolation. They married Moabite women, Orpah and Ruth, and after about 10 years, both her sons died, and the women are left to face the unknown alone. In Ruth chapter 1, we find Naomi in a desert, a wilderness of desolation. She has lost her husband, her sons, and any means of financial provision. Alone, with no means of support. She decides to travel back to Judah for food. Verse 7 says that she left the place she had been living and she out on the road that would take them back to Judah. Imagine with me this long, difficult road. Naomi is a broken, desolate woman. Her daughters attempt to go with her, but in her pain and despair, she actually urges them to go back. She, she lists roadblocks to say, Listen, don't even come back with me. I'm too old. I have no hope. It's more bitter for me than for you. I'm in more pain than you are. And the final blow, the Lord's hand is against me. See, she was beginning to believe the lies of the enemy that we so often believe when we find ourselves in a desert of desolation. Struggling to survive the storm of disappointment and anger and the confusion and fear that was swirling around her, she believed that God was against her. Perhaps you feel like you're stuck in a pothole on the broken road. The wheels are spinning and black smoke is rising. It's easy in these uninvited moments to become stuck in the desert of desolation and disappointment. Well, how do we get unstuck from the deserts of life? Well, first, God can turn brokenness into blessing when we refuse to get stuck in the muddy ruts of bitterness. Naomi's heart is broken and her spirit is bitter. Her life and her beliefs have a head-on collision, and she experiences a crushing crisis of faith. Look at verses 20 through 22. She says this, don't even call me Naomi. Call me Mara, because the Lord has made my life very bitter. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back bitter. Why call me Naomi? The Lord has afflicted me. The Almighty has brought misfortune on me. This is one of the saddest statements to me in the Bible. Naomi means pleasant and Mara means bitter. The long, difficult road back to Judah led Naomi through some towns in that land of un. She's facing the unknown and she's unprepared and she's unhappy and she feels undone. Facing the uninvited guest of suffering, her faith is unraveling. Empty and alone, she blames God for everything that has gone wrong in her life. She feels like she's been robbed. Everything of value has been taken from her. And so many of us can feel that way coming out of 2020. Maybe you're suffering financial losses or relational heartbreak, whatever we might be. Maybe it's the the literal loss of a loved one due to COVID. And in these heartbreaking few verses, Naomi chooses to identify herself by her bitterness. See, the enemy will use the difficult seasons in our life to tempt us to doubt the character of God. He wants us to believe that we are victims of our circumstances. He wants us to get stuck in the muddy ruts of bitterness. Hebrews 12 verse 15 says, see to it that no bitter root grows up that would cause trouble and defile many. We may have to travel through these unwelcome towns on our journey, but listen, guys, we don't have to get stuck there. Secondly, God can turn brokenness into blessing when we trust his character. The enemy wants us to marinate in sorrow and turn our back on a loving God, accusing him of leaving us empty and broken. In these uninvited moments, we have to lay down our rights. We have to let go of our expectations and put our trust in the character of God. We have to know him. We have to know that he is good and that his heart is loving and generous toward us. He is not cruel or arbitrary, and he doesn't waste anything that we go through. When we doubt God's character and goodness toward us, we put up roadblocks just like Naomi, and our hearts can be easily divided and broken, offended, and guarded. When we get stuck in these uninvited moments, we don't find the beauty in the broken road. We don't let God turn our deserts into destiny. Instead, we experience pain and separation from God or lack we get stuck in a victim mentality we feel the pain of conflict and the loss of an empty heart we find the beauty in a broken road when we choose to trust God's character look at the difference a trusting heart is undivided it's devoted it's fully yielded and submitted it's forgiving trusting pliable and submitted to the Lord the enemy wants us to be identified by our struggles and become stuck in the muddy ruts of bitterness, but God offers us the opportunity to find our identity in Him as we trust His character. I want to pause and, and maybe you can jot down these questions, and I want you to ask yourself these questions over the next few days. What, what roadblocks has life put in your path? How can we tear those down and allow God to turn brokenness into blessing? Invite God into your uninvited moments. Let go of any bitterness. Ask God for his perspective so you can trust his character. Well, third, the book of Ruth shows us that God can turn brokenness into blessing when we discern his divine destiny. See, God can turn a desert into destiny, but we have to be discerning, we have to be looking for it. We're going to pick up our story in chapter two. I hope you can read these just four short chapters this week in the book of Ruth. But let me summarize the events. So Naomi and Ruth arrive in Judah at harvest time. And Ruth asks if she can go to try to glean whatever might be left in the fields for them to eat. Well, gleaning is the process of collecting and gathering the stalks that are left behind by the workers and taking them to the threshing floor. You know, I had just the amazing experience in Israel of a filming for my second Bible study, Fearless, right there at that field where Ruth is about to meet Boaz, the shepherd's field where David tended sheep and, and the fields where the angels came and announced to the shepherds the arrival of Christ, the Messiah. And as I was standing there, looking out at this field, imagining Ruth, I'm so struck by her perspective. She doesn't see a hopeless situation in that field. She sees an opportunity to glean something of value and extract something of good. She could have also been bitter and frustrated that she found herself there. But verse 3 tells us that she found herself working in a field owned by Boaz. Listen, she didn't just find herself there. God was giving divine direction and protection. So if we want to discern God's divine destiny, we have to look for the opportunity hidden in the hopeless situation let me say that again because some of us need to hear that if we want to discern god's divine destiny we have to look for the opportunity hidden in the hopeless situation god had prepared the place for ruth naomi and ruth's desolation did not catch god by surprise he traveled every step of this broken road with them and he is traveling with us wherever you find yourself on this road They may have felt unprepared for the uncertain future ahead of them, but God led them to a prepared place and a certain destiny. She's about to have a divine appointment with Boaz. All of the disappointment she's experienced has led her to this place. See, Naomi allowed disappointment to build roadblocks, but Ruth's heart stayed open and her character positioned her for blessing. What have we already seen in her character? We've seen that she's loyal. She stayed with Naomi when Naomi said, why don't you girls just go back? Orba did go back, but she stayed and said, listen, your God will be my God. God is looking at the condition of our hearts. He wants to know that we will stay loyal to him. She's submissive. She takes this journey with a bitter and broken mother-in-law. She has no idea what God has prepared for her, but she is willing to go. And Naomi is the vessel that God uses to transport her to her destiny. Sometimes the road that God chooses for us to walk includes a difficult or a tra- a challenging travel guide, but we have to know and trust the character of God. We see that she's yielded, and she steps out in faith to go work and glean. It says she works steadily from morning till night. She's humble. The muddy ruts along the broken road of life can cause us to become cold and cynical and lose sight of what God is doing. When I was stuck on that road in Africa, I had never been there and I didn't know what was ahead. I didn't know what beauty awaited me. But our disappointments are often God appointments in disguise. In these seasons, God is shaping our character just like He was with Ruth. What if... What if just on the other side of her disappointment was her divine destiny? What if this very disappointment was what God was using to get her to her divine destiny? So what if? What if just on the other side of your disappointment is your divine destiny? What if your greatest disappointment is actually the very thing God is using to get you to your divine destiny? Okay, we're going to pause just another moment. I want to ask you a couple of questions for you to chew on this week. What disappointment in your life is really a God appointment in disguise? I want you to think and jot this down. My greatest disappointment right now is, and then I want you to say this, I'm trusting God that on the other side of this disappointment is my divine destiny. See, on the other side of Ruth's disappointment was her destiny, which included Boaz. The Bible tells us that Boaz is a relative on Naomi's side, and he's a man of standing who was given wealth to be a provider. In other words, he's rich. He oversees the fields where people are harvesting, and he greets them by saying, The Lord be with you. He's a picture of God's heart to us, and we will see his kindness and character on display. He loves God. Scripture tells us in these verses a lot about his kindness and character. Verses 8 through 17 say that he's told the men not to touch Ruth. He is a picture of God's protection. Boaz blesses her. He says, I've been told all about you. God knows about us. He knows our story. Nothing escapes him. Boaz gives her water and favor. And God gives us his favor when we seek to obey him. Boaz blesses her. He goes above and beyond to see that her labors are abundantly productive. The broken road has led Ruth to Boaz, who showers her with blessings. He says, may the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. He feeds her. It says she has all she wants and she has some left over. And then he instructs the men to intentionally leave some for her. This is a picture of the way God loves us and protects us and provides for us. In Ruth's obedience, turn brokenness into blessing. If you want divine opportunity in your life, choose obedience. God will use your disappointment to lead you toward your divine destiny. Not only is this an opportunity for Ruth's heart to be blessed, it's an opportunity for Naomi's heart to be healed. Where is God asking for your obedience? So that you can discern his divine destiny and finally fourth god can turn brokenness into blessing when we discover hope in unexpected places this is probably the last place they expected to find hope but hope but that's exactly what they discover when Ruth comes in home to Naomi, Naomi can't help but see something has happened. And she asks her, where have you been gleaning today? And when she finds out it's Boaz Field, she says, oh, he's our kinsman redeemer. She notes that he hasn't stopped showing kindness or undeserved favor. Maybe you're listening thinking, well, what, what is a kinsman redeemer? It's the closest male relative who would be responsible for protecting the interest of needy members of the extended family. They would provide an heir for a brother who had died. Redeem land that a poor relative had sold outside the family, or redeem a relative that had been sold into slavery. The word avenge, or the killing of a relative, the word avenger, and kinsman redeemer are the same Hebrew word. See, Naomi and Ruth are still in the land of Un, but now look at the difference in these towns. They're receiving undeserved favor, undeniable provision and protection, and hope In unexpected places. This is a crucial point in the story because a shift begins to take place here. It's a change in perspective. Now Naomi can't help but see the harvest. She begins to rejoice and something is reborn in her broken heart. Hope. See, God, her father, is our kinsman redeemer. He provides for us. He protects us. He wants to rebirth hope in our fragile hearts. Hope pulls us out of the muddy ruts in the broken road. When those jeeps showed up on that muddy road that night, hope began to spring alive in our hearts. We knew that we were not going to become dinner for the lions. So what happens when hope is reborn in us? And what does hope do? Hope gives us a fresh perspective. It motivates us, it encourages our heart. I know so many of us right now, we really desperately need hope. We are in a desert of desolation, and it becomes desolate when we don't feel that we have hope. We have to have hope in who Jesus is, no matter what is going on around us. Now that hope has entered Naomi's heart, her heart is open and turned toward Ruth. You can see this in chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. She says, should I not try to find you home? A home is not Boaz, our kinsman. Yeah, she's about to matchmake if you're not sure what's going on here. See, God is such a full circle God. Naomi left Moab with nothing. Ruth went along on this journey with a broken mother-in-law. And now Naomi is planning Ruth's wedding. Chapter three tells us that Naomi devised a plan. Her heart is healed and now she's ready for harvest. I find it so interesting that she should have known that Boaz lived there. She should have thought that he was her kinsman-redeemer for Ruth. But she was so blinded by her own brokenness and bitterness that she didn't remember. But the kind of neat thing about this is that it's such a god set up She didn't go there just so she could have Boaz intervene. It was just the way God had provided for the entire story to to wrap up and you're going to see in a moment how critical that is for us today so she tells ruth to go to the threshing floor and this is the plain where the place where grain is sifted and boaz will be there sleeping to protect the grain and ruth and we know her character has already been established she trusts and she obeys and here is ruth the moabitess the foreigner and she asks Boaz to spread the corner of his garment over her. And this is a bold request for marriage. If there's a town in Un you really want to consider for an extended stay, it's the town of Unbelievable. And that's just what the ending of this story is. Boaz is struck and he says to her, you haven't gone after younger men. And she, he sees her faithfulness and he says, and now my daughter, don't be afraid. I will do all you ask. There is favor. He says, everyone knows you're a woman of noble character. Her character has come shining through even the most painful of circumstances. He protects her reputation. He provides her with food. And Naomi knows the kind of man Boaz is. And at the end of chapter 3, verse 18, she says, he will not rest until this matter is settled today. I love that about God's character. I don't know what's pressing on your heart, but would you know right now that God is fighting for you and he will not rest until the matter is settled. Listen, God is working on your behalf. He does not put you off. You're not number 422 on his to-do list. He doesn't make promises that he can or won't keep. Maybe you've had that happen in your life. Maybe that's part of why you find yourself in a desert of desolation. But God is not that way. He doesn't forget us. Naomi and Ruth wait while Boaz goes to the town hall and talks to the elders all about the legal arrangements. And Ruth waits and waits. I wonder what her thoughts were during those hours. Did she think back to her former life in Moab? Did she remember her time of grief and sorrow losing her husband? Did she reflect on how she stepped out in faith to follow Naomi? Did she ever in a million years think the broken road, the desert of desolation would lead her here? But while we are waiting, God is working. The broken road through the land of Un, filled with disappointments, was the exact road that God chose to lead Naomi and Ruth to their divine destiny and discover hope in the most unexpected of places. God had been propelling Ruth and Naomi and Boaz toward their destiny. Well, here's the fairy tale ending we've all been waiting for. Ruth is married to Boaz, and she's blessed by these words May you be famous in Bethlehem ruth will become the great grandmother of david who also stood in that field and be listed in the lineage of jesus whose birth was announced to those shepherds in that very field where ruth chose obedience and turned her desert of desolation into destiny Well, what about naomi look at verse 14 in that last chapter The women went to her when she had a grandson and said, praise be to the Lord, who this day has not left you without a kinsman redeemer. May he become famous. And this child was the grandfather of David. It was through Naomi's offspring. God birthed something beautiful out of her brokenness, and he will birth something beautiful out of yours. He will renew your life and sustain you. And it says, your daughter-in-law who loves you is better to you than seven sons. Her life is speaking to these women and they don't see her bitterness. They see beauty and blessing. God wants to bring something beautiful out of our brokenness. So as you're chewing on these thoughts that we've shared today, I want you to just have one final pause. Where does hope need to be reborn in your heart? Because God can do it. I don't know what desert of desolation you might be walking through, but I do know that even those places where we feel like nothing is growing in a desert, you are growing. God is growing you. He has great plans for you. Don't give up. Keep your eyes on Him and trust His character. And watch how He leads you through every town on this journey in the land of Un to a land of unexpected blessing and unbelievable favor and provision over your life. I'm going to pray that as we close our time together today. Lord, I thank you so much that you are our guide through this life that has so many unexpected twists and turns. I just pray for my listener right now who maybe received devastating news this week. They feel like they're walking through a desert of desolation. They they feel alone. They feel bitter. They feel confused. God, I thank you that you turn the bitter waters to sweet in our life. All we need to do is trust you. Trust your character look for you in all circumstances i pray god that you would help us to know that while we are waiting on you you are working and as we trust you god you will turn every desert place into our destiny we thank you we love you in jesus mighty name amen thank you so much for joining our conversation season two is sponsored in part by Worley Dahlberg yow pllc You can learn more about this award-winning law firm at lawfirmvirginia.com. I'd love to stay connected, so be sure to visit AngelaDenadio.com for books, free goodies, and opportunities to feature your ministry or business as a sponsor. Find me on Facebook at AngelaDenadioVOV and Instagram at AngelaDenadio, where we do podcast giveaways each month. If you've been inspired to make life matter, Share a review and subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or anywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Until next week, let's make life matter.